Coming up this week, Wi-Fi may be coming to the Disneyland theme parks, Arctic loses a funding source, and we have an update on the infamous Star Wars project. Plus later, listener Lori returns with a trip report from her Disneyland vacation. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 667, for the week of April 16th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel helping you plan that perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jo Mulata Willie. Hello! Michael Bowling. Is everyone else wearing their Easter bonnets? <laughs> and Tony Spatel. Hello! I, I think Tony is. Uh... And nothing else. Nothing else, yes. Um, Hope everyone had a great week. We did. It was another wet and rainy one in Northern California. It's it's starting to come in again now. It's been beautiful here. I know. I was there. Okay, so You were all week. So so you know how... No, not all week. Um, (laughs) So you know how we used to talk about Thanksgiving being a great time to come to Disneyland, but then mm-hmm. that changed. But then that changed, and now everybody goes on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Right. So we were at Disneyland Park on Good Friday, and no one else was. Yes, I, you're going to burn, Tom. They I were know, all in right? church. Did the park close from twelve to three? <laughs> no. Why would it close from twelve to three? When, when I was well, yes, Tom. Yeah, you you realize yeah. to three. Three fifths of this podcast is about to school you on, but go ahead. <laughs> when, when I was a boy, everything closed from twelve to three o'clock oh, wow. on Good Friday. All shops, stores, wow. banks closed at noon, so my parents had to scramble to get their business receipts and deposits into the bank before it closed, and all that. So um, those I, were the days. Those those are the days I think. Full. I'm not that, Catholic. Um, that's when Edison discovered the light. Oh, so for those of you that are not Catholic, Good Friday is a great day to go to Disneyland. We got in seven e-tickets by 11.45 in the morning. You, I think you lucked out because I have been there on Good Friday before. I, I, and don't, know what, crazy, I don't know what we did. We did Star Tours. We did Hyperspace Mountain. We did Thunder Mountain Railroad. Haunted Mansion, Pirates, Indy, Jungle Cruise, all before lunch, plus Christian, plus Christian West rode the Omnibus and rode the Astro Orbiters. Um, we and you would have gotten in more rides if you would have fasted like you were supposed to. Right, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, yeah, cause, yes, because we hit um, we hit the the Food and Wine Festival. So yes, we would have gotten in more rides in because we all we rode at. California Adventure was Little Mermaid, Soren, uh, Luigi's Rollick and Roaster, Roadsters, uh, Raider Springs Racers, and California Screaming. Plus, we saw uh, the Main Street Electrical Parade and Remember Dreams Come True Fireworks and had dinner and had, um, like I said, food and wine stuff all in one day. That's great. I, okay. busy day. Yeah, I know. It was a busy day. We were, we were, we were, West, West wanted to, um, stay and watch the late parade. We finally talked him into trying to see the earlier parade because he was like, I'm staying till midnight. I only have one day here. I'm staying till midnight. <laughs> but it, yeah, luckily, luckily, uh, smarter heads prevailed and he went, he went on, we, we chilled at dinner and he went on at, on Splash Mountain, which is the ride he was going to ride at midnight. Um, so he went on it earlier, and then we went and watched the parade and fireworks, and headed back to our hotel. Anyway, yeah, I saw Christie's uh, Facebook uh, yeah, yeah status when on the way home. Yeah, 
<laughs> she analyzed yeah, it. Yeah. What was she circling? I, I think the I think it was the pop, oh, it was the poppies, right? Yeah, yeah, the golden poppies up on the hill. Oh, yeah, the, the, yeah those she was are, circling the smoke. <laughs> yeah, not me too. Those hills are beautiful though, with the poppies and they there's are. some purple flowers sometimes in there. Yep. Um, oh yeah, that wildflower yeah. bloom down there it looks yeah. gorgeous. Got to say hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. If you want to listen and chat live every Sunday, we start about 7 p.m. Pacific. Head over to Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com, and join the fun. And they try to make me giggle, and it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm not trying today. Uh, well, no, the, the chat room tries you're, to make me giggle. Oh, you're, the chat room? Yeah. You're very trying, Nancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the I rest know. of our <laughs> Diz Unplug family of podcasts, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show, every Monday. The Orlando Show, live every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, best and Worst of of Orlando in on Wednesdays. The Universal Show on Thursdays. Diz Pop on Fridays. Ooh, i got to be careful. Diz Pop. Um, and, of course, every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, The Daily Fix, your quick look at the day's Disney news. And it is still, let me check the calendar. Yes, it's still April, Michael. All month. Yes. Nice. <laughs> That's right, which means this Friday, April 21st, we are going, Craig and I will have another episode of Connecting with Walt. And Craig and I are continuing our series, Disney's Neverland, the Disney that never was. And we are, we have our special guest and our, our Diz darling, um, Disney historian and author Jim Corcus is coming back and he's going to talk with us about um, Walt Disney's attempt to make a film of the Roald Dahl book, The Gremlins. And why it failed. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So join well, us on Friday. Excellent. Your Oswald interview was awesome. You interviewed, oh, thank you. You interviewed Oswald? Neat. We did. <laughs> Next best thing, we interviewed Dave Bossert. Oh, yeah. Okay, Wasn't he great? Is, yeah. I'm really looking yeah. forward to that book. Yeah, now that... I, now. That's probably the one thing I want to do at D23. Besides see all the good stuff, I had no intention to buy anything. And darn it, you had to have that podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that, I... And it sounds so good. I'm like, oh, no, I have to get that book. And there's very little out there on Oswald. So I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on that book. Um want to mention the Diz 20th anniversary event coming up in late May, early June at in Orlando. An exciting announcement happened this week. Did oh, you hear yeah. it? Oh, you heard it. I did. Tony, did you hear it? Tony didn't hear no. it. No. Oh. I, I heard it. Is You're there in some for a song tree? we should be singing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so John pulled a rabbit out of his hat, and Jody Benson. And it wasn't Oswald. No, no. Uh, Jody Benson, <laughs> voice of the Little Mermaid, will be doing a concert only for us at Upcott that night. So. And they're adding another hour. There's, there is that finalized yet? They were working on that, but I know it doesn't say it's finalized yet. Yeah, he said it's ninety nine percent finalized. So, yes, that's that's exciting. That's I've seen amazing. her twice and and different both times, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Isn't, but I, isn't that amazing? I mean, I mean, we have half of uh, the park. We have Future World. Mm-hmm. We have. Uh, we have a pri- all to ourselves. We have food, right. character, meet, greets. We have uh, a, a private show of illuminations. To me, that was all worth right. price of admission right there. But now Jody Benson, right. I mean, that's incredible. I think it's such a great opportunity for those who haven't been able to go on the cruises, mm-hmm. you know, to see her. Where Oh, she's going to be on the stage by um, the land, right? Mm. I thought it was by the fountain. By the fountain. Yeah. I knew stage. the land makes me think of water. So, um, mm. yeah, by the fountain sense. stage, <laughs> so, so, which is cool. Yeah, that that is, and she is the nicest person. Mm. Yeah. For those of you, if you haven't met her, she's she's as nice as you would want her to be, <laughs> and as gen as genuine and kind and compassionate and so grateful for the break that disney gave her not like other people who become bitter <laughs> and all that name some names uh, come and, on and um and she's so grateful for the fans mm-hmm. 
and she's very generous with her time. She's still doing the voice, right? She's one of the probably one of the she few is. that's still doing. Yeah, she talked about that. I think on the disc cruise where they, um, they thought she thought they were going to let her go when yeah when she, she they, they were recasting the yeah. voices yeah. and she was prepared for the call mm-hmm. and then because she had heard they were recasting and she got the call and she immediately started saying I understand I understand I understand and it was really her and they said what are you talking about she says well I know you know I appreciate it that they were calling to let her know that she had been selected to be a Disney legend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was floored. She said, "I have to call you back." <laughs> my favorite story. She, my favorite story she told was on the on the. I think it was the earlier podcast cruise, uh, where she was talking about after Little Mermaid, and they were casting for uh, Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to repeat the same voice, but they wanted to somebody to sound kind of like her. Yeah, so isn't that funny. Yeah, so um, Pedro Hera came to Jody and said, "Help me sound like you." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah should be a great and Paige time. O'Hara did a great mm-hmm. job yeah, yeah. yeah all right anything in housekeeping I have a few things but I will um step down from the floor to let anybody else talk that needs to talk do you want me to talk about my past yes okay so Tony and I noticed something last week and we forgot to mention it on last week's show but it's really kind of interesting and I, th- I think Tony's going to get up on the soapbox now. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. No. Yeah, so I went to get my. Oh, maybe no, not. Well, yeah, okay. No, I'm not. Yeah, whatever. They screw me. They screw me. Okay. Um, at least tonight at 1022 Eastern Standard Time in Georgia. But um, because you didn't ask me where it was. Did Anyways. The, did the, is, it, is this the night the lights went out? Yes. Well, I only have the light out and a television, but you didn't know that I have a television on. I'm just, it just happens to be on. So I'm, I'm really honestly paying close attention to, I can't believe she just, just kidding. Anyways. So, wow. I'm, that just felt on deaf ears. My little joke about me watching television anyways, cause you guys are all watching television. So that's the problem. So no, we're not. And still nobody's responding to not me. me. <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out where you're going. We're just go. trying to figure where we're you're going with that. Yeah. <laughs> we're, you're just well, sort of rambling. Have you been in a <laughs> Sacramento wine on this Easter Sunday? It's been, a, it's been a long day <laughs> and I'm saying, and I'm having, and I think I'm getting inspired because we have to get Tom to not go to Disneyland on Good Friday. I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. But anyways, so I went to go get my pass. Thought um, I was going to do the um, monthly payment thing, which I can't do because I don't have a – my official residence is no longer in California. Thanks because I don't like state taxes. And so um, – but I go up there and I look at the ticket booth and they don't have how much it costs. They just have how much it is per month. Hmm. which I didn't enjoy at all. Like I'm looking out there, oh, there's the monthly payment. But what if I just want to buy a pass? Or what if I don't want the monthly payment plan? I had to ask them behind the booth. And I find that very interesting for two reasons. First of all, I don't like it because I wanted to know what the total was going to be. But second, I thought we didn't encourage the whole pass thing. You know, we don't want you to have passes, but then the only thing they're advertising is the monthly payment plan, which is only for Southern California residents. So all again, ca- it's all their California back residents, but still, yeah, all Cal, sorry, all California residents. Sorry, Michael, um, that they seem to, they want one thing, but then obviously that was the only, that was the only screen up there. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, also, if, if you didn't qualify for that, what good does it do you? Exactly. And what if you didn't know? I'm just saying most people who do. I mean, mean, the fine print is there, but still. So like, what if you go up there, go, you know what? We're going to come back a couple more trips. Let's get a pass. Right. And you don't know that you just see up there and says, oh, California residents. I guess they don't sell them to us. They do. You get to pay full price, but the price was nowhere to be found. Hmm. I thought it very odd. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that the screen was was like um Switching back cycling and, forth? and no. yeah nope uh-uh. it goes Not away and then it comes back again the same that's so weird yeah 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 all no. right so what what do you think is the reason behind it tony they need more oh power. wow <laughs> well i think that yeah i think they need more passable like the- obviously they don't they say they don't want them 
But every turn you see, they're trying to encourage it mm-hmm. because they love that income. They love the regular income. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. How, are they gonna, how else are they going to pay for Star Wars Land? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Race <up>. passes. <laughs> no. I know because well, and people keep coming. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they. I I know that thing's going to be ends up being it's going to end up being like a hundred dollars a month. And I remember way back in the day, our former podcast partner Wayne saying that it was going to be like a spa, like like a like a, a health club or something like like where you basically you're always paying to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like mm-hmm. I think, I think um, I, Six Flags is like that now, isn't it? Really? Where you can get auto renew and it just keeps. Yeah. Wow. That would. Yeah, that would be scary because then you know they would raise those things. Mm-hmm. I think That's you're locked in, but anyway. All right, step yes. down. Oh, and step just down. and for people and anybody who wants to try to do the whole thing, just so you know, your billing address, if it's not in California, on your like card, you can your, start on your, on your credit card. Because mm-hmm. I remember this would happen. Um, it didn't happen to me this time, but I before when I tried to do it for Florida it automatically charges you the rest of it all at once when it realizes that, Oh, you're not a California resident. So if you're trying to beat the system, just a little word of warning, you'll get one month and then boom, the whole thing's due because that's part of the contract. Yeah. And and it was based on the, the, the um, address of the credit card, right? Because that's what happened when I tried to do the Florida one. So anyways, a right, couple, couple quick things. Um, this is a, a we I I mentioned this to Mary Jo, but I don't think we talked about this on the show. This is a non good neighbor hotel, but it's a it's one that we talk about quite a bit. The Anaheim Plaza Hotel, where it which is where the uh, Pizza Press has gone now. They just got purchased by the folks that own the Annabella. Really? How interesting! And they changed their name. So to they, the Annabella too? No, they dropped Electric the plaza. Boogaloo? They dropped the plaza, so now they're just the Anaheim Hotel. Hmm. Kind of interesting. I don't know if there's any any. And and also saw that they were painting, so they may be doing a little refurbishment because that place was in need. Um. Before we were at Disneyland on the day that we shall not speak of again, uh, we were at Knott's Berry Farm oh. on Thursday, and we tried the what they're calling the Calico Soda. Um, so at at Knott's they have a boysenberry cream soda in bottles. However, if you go to Judge Roy Bean's store, and this is over near where the stagecoach. Um, bride is. They have a like a soda fountain basically, and you can get a freshly made boysenberry cream soda. Cool. Yeah, and collectible. delicious. Oh, it was so good. You know, she has her all her little flavorings, and she pours them in her in her little uh, shot glasses, and then puts puts then fills it up with like um like soda water, mixes it all together. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Sounds so, delicious. Yeah, so if you're in 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 Knott's Berry Farm and you need something refreshing, head over there. It was it was tough to find because it's not advertised. Um, I had I had heard about it. I saw it somewhere. I didn't know exactly where it was. Um, and then we were at the bakery up in the front of the park, and s- there were some ladies asking the guy there where it was, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that, and he didn't know. So I'm scouring the internet and I finally found an article somewhere else and, and that talked about it being there. So then we had to like figure out where the heck that particular store was. Cause it's not, it's, it's in ghost town, but not really in ghost town. It's kind of on the edge. So anyway, it's like four fifty nine, but worth it. It's so good. So is uh, the store kind of tucked out of the way, Tom, or is it someplace no. that, okay, that so, sta- so it stands out, right? All right, so if you are in, like, Calico Square, the, where the stage used to be, yeah, and you're facing, say, away from the railroad tracks toward the front of the park, okay, it's on your left, maybe at 10 o'clock. 
So next to the stage? No, the stage isn't there anymore. The, the old, where the old stage was. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. So like the stagecoach uh, station is, you know, the, the train station is right there on one side and then the un- underpass to go to Silver Bullet. And then uh-huh. to the right of that is the state where you ride the stagecoach. It's kind of in front and to the right of that. It's a blue, blue building. Very cool. Um, let's see. Oh, let's, let's, let's share a rumor. All right. So, um, one of our favorite, uh, newspaper reporters posted this on his Facebook page, public Facebook page. So I can feel I can share it. Um, and he re- he got this from another group on Facebook, so it may or may not be true, but it's something to look for. That Disney is going to start, or has already started, cracking down on service animals, and no longer oh. allow no longer allowing therapy dogs. I read that. Really? Mm-hmm. They have to be a certain size, right. and they have to have certifications. Um, the, yeah, official certifications and doctor's notes aren't gonna aren't going to be valid anymore. And so no more no more snuffy dogs, no chickens, no parrots. Um, oh gosh, Paris Hilton. She'll never visit the park again. Um what kind of certification? Do you know? I I have no idea what um they go through training programs. Through. Mm-hmm. And they have they, something on the dog themselves, because I was flying next to someone who on the dog it yeah. said like US Department oh it was no I said IDEA the you know the disability American with Disabilities Act and he had like a gut the, the dog had like a little government like oh. ID on so that's what I'm thinking is what the, I I could be totally wrong but based on that that's my that's my guess okay cuz I've seen people with service animals therapy dogs and they clearly the poor animals not been through any training yeah. and yeah. and is is sort of freaked out by the crowds yeah so all right um mary joe do you want to follow up on that email that lloyd sent us about the legends ceremony from two years ago you want to mention that because you were the one that brought that I- up right on the um, show last week. Oh, the name of the person that yes. I was that you that really to, yeah. Did he send it? Was it? Oh, that was an email. Let me. I have to pull it out. Oh no! It's, anyway, I, I have the name. Um, so yeah, you, you could see. Yeah. So you, it was yeah. somebody that was really touched by be, be getting the award for the Disney Legend Award, and that was uh, uh, Andreas Deja. Deja. Yeah, Deja. Deja. He pronounced Deja. he pronounced the J right. Deja. Oh really? No. Andreas, yeah, De- no, it's, oh, no, it's, it's Andreas Deja. Yeah, Deja. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've yeah. met him. I've met him several times. Yes. <laughs> All right. <I> have. <laughs> any any but, other? But, and and thank Sorry, thank you for the update though. Yeah. Um, for for sending that email that told that told us. Oh, good. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I couldn't remember. All right. Any other housekeeping? Oh, I got one. Go so apparently the um, Dole Whip cotton candy that we yeah. mentioned in the show the other week yeah. is so popular that it is no longer just in Bugs Land anymore. It can oh, be no, found yeah, all over the parks. All over the parks yeah. now. Yeah. Well, you know, because the, the day we had gone, um, they kept telling us, no, the only place you can get it is Bugs Land. <laughs> the only place you can get it is Bugs Land. Oh, well, the- that was also the second weekend. Oh, okay. Okay, because I had seen it. Um, over on the way going towards Soaring Over California, you know that they have that popcorn stand? I yeah. saw it there month, I'll say weeks ago, not months yeah. ago, and I was like, oh, what's that yellow cotton candy? Mm-hmm. I remember thinking that. Is, yeah, it, it, is it the, the one that's like yellow and white? Yeah, yellow and white. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And yeah, really, over. really good. Yeah. yeah, now it's all over. But I mean, when we were there the first, you know, the the first day, they didn't even have the little pamphlets mm-hmm. oh, yeah. or the stamped or the stamped booklets you right. could get yeah. the passport booklets. So. All right. Before we head into news, um, there is an update from the 
Star Wars celebration that's happening in Orlando. Lucasfilm and Walt Disney Imagineering had some, I'm reading from uh, an article by the lovely Stephen Porter. Uh, Lucasfilm and Walt Disney Imagineering had some exciting new information for the upcoming sp- expansion to Disneyland Park and Disney's Hollywood Studios at Star Wars Celebration in Orlando. The Star Wars and Disney Parks A Galaxy in the Making panel had some much-anticipated details on the new land. Uh, the panel discussed the theming of the new land. Apparently, the location will be themed as a planet on the outer rim on the, quote, edge of the unknown region. Um, the look, uh, edge of the unknown regions. The location was once a major trade port, but with the advancement of hyperspace travel, the village is now largely passed by. Because of this, it is now a great nest, a uh, nesting ground for those looking for less attention, like smugglers, rogue traders, and adventurers traveling between the frontier and uncharted space. Apparently, the village is a safe haven for others intent on avoiding the expanding reach of the First Order. Ooh. Sounds cool. Mm-hmm. All right. That's our Star Wars oh, uh, for the month. What about what, another rumor? Mm. Is it true, Tom, that you that at the, the big Diz 20th anniversary, you're going to be the opening act for Jody Benson performing as Fresno Hot Sauce? <laughs> no. Maybe we should have our meat at the Polite Pig, though. <laughs> yes. And you can do your act there. Hey, there we go. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Michael. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> See, I do listen to the yeah, Walt no, Disney World yeah, show. Oh, goodness. Um, all right, any other housekeeping? All right, Tony, it's time for news. What you got? Well, I have good news. Mm-hmm. No, I just have news. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I guess it's good because it depends on how good it's going to show. It's mm-hmm. going to actually show up. Yeah. But the Disneyland Resort will soon begin testing Wi-Fi hotspots throughout the theme parks. Yay. Wi-Fi is available for guests in the resort's hotels. But with Disney Mask, Mask, I, can, I can't say that word. <laughs> no. Disney Max Pass expected to begin soon. Many guests anticipate that Wi-Fi will be coming to the parks as well. Wi-Fi testing will begin April 24th, but guests will not be informed or see any signs that testing is taking place. However, if guests check their mobile device during that period and the new network is available, guests should be able to connect after accepting Disney's terms and conditions. Testing periods will be subject to change and guests may have trouble connecting. Yeah, duh. Well, I think that's for the rest of the history of the internet. But um, Disney's Max Pass is a new service that we already know about. But I'll remind everybody it's going to offer both Fast Pass and PhotoBass capabilities on a guest smartphone for a small fee. And there's no announcement when that's going to begin. So Wi-Fi is coming. Now I'm interested in the quality, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, make it easier for families to ignore each other whilst oh in gosh. the park. Yeah, we were we were watching the fireworks, and I, 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 I took my eyes down into the crowd, and it was like phone, 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 phone. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to film. I'm like, I don't know how many of them were trying to stream it, but it's like crazy that the number of people that are on their phones – in the hub at the same time. So I don't know. The, looking, they were, they were looking at our website, right? That, yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> they were watching it live on yes, the website. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how well it's, I mean, for the, for the Wi-Fi to keep up with the demand, it's going to have to be like super Wi-Fi that's going to make us sterile or something. I don't know. Well, I learned, and I, I'm assuming this is still true, but from my the IT guy, when I was applying for different jobs, mm-hmm. and I met with my our IT guy who I kind of worked with in my former school district, and I said, okay, like, here's what this job is, and he gave he schooled me a little bit on IT stuff, and he's around since the beginning of the internet, but he said your he says that your network is only as fast as your slowest device, at least at schools, mm-hmm. so. I'm like, so it's just be interesting when you have people with rant, like, you know, you might have an iPhone 50, but someone else has iPhone negative three. Right. I just, I, I, and also I just don't, as someone who's used Wi-Fi and I never, I don't have my own Wi-Fi anymore. It's such hit and miss. And I just don't, and Disney's technology uh-huh. and their websites have never been 
oh, wow, look at this. So it concerns me that they're going to be rolling out something that is specifically right. web for the web, basically. Because I think um, the RFID with the um, stuff at Disney World is different. I feel it's a little bit different because you've got that physical object in your yeah. wrist. Once, magic once, band that you're once touching. You, once you've booked it on your phone, you don't have to have your phone to be able to use it. Mm-hmm. And so, I yeah, I feel like, I, I don't know. I, I, I hate to be so negative, but I'm just, oh, no, it'll be ahead. interesting to see. <laughs> it'll, be, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know if anybody else agrees or disagrees. It might be why they're still keeping the paper fast passes. Maybe as the backup plan. <laughs> well, and also I got to think too, the number of people in such a small area has got to make it harder too. With like, yeah, from what I know, I'm not claiming to be an, an IT expert, but from what I know, I mean, you have to have, if the, it's more, the hub, you have to have the, the hot spots yeah, all over like the place. 50 of them in the hub or something. At least, yeah. like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. And also, what's going to happen if, and this is going to actually, I think this is more of an issue. Now I'm getting excited for neg- for for craziness. This could happen more at Disneyland than any of the other places. Is now, if, if it's, if it's on the Wi-Fi, but who's to stop me from being a local and saying, I'm going to sit in one of the benches and I'm going to work today. Because I've got internet access. Mm-hmm. And I know that that happens. One of, there's a Mac podcast I listen to. And he talks about, oh, you know, I love my iPad because I'll go to Disneyland and I'll sit. Like, he literally does that. So I know that he's not the only one. And so I'm, I'm just actually, interested. At, I've, I've actually done that in the past. I've taken my laptop in uh-huh. and worked work while I was at Disneyland. Just sat there and enjoyed the, the I, it's been a long time since I've done that, but. Well, but they could I also did they could also block some sites like they could block YouTube so people aren't watching videos and and using up the internet that way and yeah do you but do you really like I don't know I just think it's gonna be interesting oh, I see what you're how saying. it plays oh, out yeah. yeah okay but don't you think that would be the first thing the city like wait you're stopping like I know yeah. it's the whole school I guess technically you don't need Wi-Fi for that I just I just think it's gonna be a different ball game in California than it would be in Florida. Mm-hmm. But That's if you it. thought it, thing. then other people are going to think it too, where they're going to go there and then be... And and um, if I can have business cards with my address, <laughs> my, yeah. my office is Disney. Thir- 1313 pretty Harbor, awesome. yeah. Yes. 15 Main Street, USA. Yes. <laughs> 33 Royal Street. And you well, can paint I, your name on one of the empty windows, Tony. That's per- I, I'm loving this. That's it. I got it. Um, and there's there's no state income tax inside Disneyland, right? right so right. I can. Yes. And is that how it works? Okay. So, anyways, I know I just think it's gonna be really interesting, mm-hmm. and I I hope it works. I hate to be, but I guess that's what our job is is to speculate things like that. But I'm interested to see who's the first one who gets to try it and how it works. Like um, I'm assuming Gary, Joe, or Tom. Yeah, I'm supposed to be there like the day after they start testing, so. I, I will I will play and, guinea, I will play guinea pig. Really, what they should do is have the Wi-Fi only. I know it won't, and I know it's technically. I mean, anything's technically possible. Like, but like, have it just work for their their system. Well, that's what they do for the um, the games at um, before World of Color. They have a special Wi-Fi network that only works with the with the game on the fun wheel. Yep. Okay. So the question is, is that how it's going to be? I'm right. guessing that's how it is going to be. There's but no once photos are involved, you need a much big – that's a whole different – like once photos are involved, that's a much bigger piece than your max pass. Mm-hmm. Is, is am I the only one that when I think of max pass, I think of Goofy's like, – no. <laughs> Right, nephew, is that who son, it is? Max, son, Max yes. Is. No, yeah. I think it's something else. Yeah, because well, you, you, know, yeah, you think of the inappropriate. So we've discovered it's I'm no an, longer inappropriate. It's not inappropriate. <laughs> but, uh, it's just, yeah. 
No, it's it's okay. It's, now I'm a sexist for it's saying a, that. It's, it's an aid. For, it's appropriate for daytime television. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just talking about a, you can, an adorable once, cartoon Once you start using Disney Max Pass, you can ride a horse on the beach. <laughs> In your white um, <laughs> white clam um, clam diggers. You guys. Mm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See, Mary Jo, I'm, I'm so disappointed as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And other I, news. I did oh, say guys. That was plural. In other news, there's more. Um, the 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 station that only is used by Tom yes. is now not making money as much as we they thought it would. Uh, Even though it looks yeah. beautiful when you drive around the 57 in Disneyland. So, hailed in its infancy by the city's mayor as Orange County's Grand Central Station, in parentheses minus the the Grand, so, yeah. <laughs> The Anaheim Regional Transportation Intermodal Center is still operating in the red three years later, and local officials' hopes for the transit hub becoming profitable soon appear to be waning. Now they're trying to figure out what is it going to take to break even. This fiscal year, the hub is expected to earn about $1.4 million of its $3.9 million annual annual budget. They now have recent advertising and an influx of tenants are making it better. But that's chipping away at the deficit that is pulling $2.5 million from city coffers. Hopes for more funding help from the city's resort district recently were down. So they wanted more money from the city's resort district, and that didn't happen. Anaheim Mayor Tom Tate said when he made his comparison to the New York City landmark a few years ago, he had wanted Arctic to be a success. I kind of bit my lip when I said that, he said. Funding Arctic's losses will start to compete with critical services such as police fire protection, and local parks. So alternative solutions need to be explored. We have to come up with a plan to reduce that budget deficit and we be, we, sorry, we have to go back to the drawing board. I don't see how the people of Anaheim are going to spend that kind of money. On average, Arctic draws Tom on weekdays, Mm -hmm. no, draws about 2,800 riders on weekdays, more when the angels or ducks play home games. Tres Estrellas de Oro, a bus line serving Tijuana and Guadalajara, Mexico, has increased the center's use, though it falls short of the 10,000 riders officials projected when planning the station. Everything that was built was paid for by the Orange County Transportation Authority through a half-cent sales tax for transportation projects. The facility, though, is now owned by the city of Anaheim, which is on the hook for day-to-day costs. To make up for what officials expect will be future future operating deficits, the city council recently asked the Anaheim Tourism Improvement District, a collection of hotel properties in the resort district, to once again fund the gap. The tourism district collects 2% on room rates on top of the 15% bed tax the city collects on a night stay. But the district's three-person executive board, which includes a representative from Disneyland and one for the 80 or so hoteliers, wouldn't vote to contribute. So... Can I stop it there, Tom? Yeah. Is that is that enough? Because this is a long yeah. article. And oh wait, and here, our other goal is to get Tom Bell to purchase more snacks <laughs> right? when he rides. Every little bit helps, said Mayor Tom Tate. No, um, so. Oh my lord. There you go. Well, they did just open two new snack locations, so. But if nobody's going over there, yes. I mean, what's happening to those poor folks? The vendors over there. I know, yeah. I I don't know how. I, Sorry, go ahead, Tony. No, you're the you're the Arctic expert. Go ahead. I'll talk after you're done. I don't you know, I don't know how they could make it any easier. I isn't isn't it like free now to take the art over there or or it's fairly cheap to take art over there to take the train, but maybe just I mean just people don't like the train. Well. Our governor think, does. Well, yeah, I mean, but I mean, Amtrak, I don't think makes a profit in, in itself, does it? No. Yeah. So no, so and in fact, Amtrak's going to be killed soon. Yeah. So they didn't need that behemoth of a no. facility. They needed a new facility, but not that. No, they could have just built a couple of buildings. So I feel like it was shady from the beginning. Because, and also, I don't, and I, I don't want to go red. I don't want to go blue. But Southern California is not 
a community that embraces that a lot of people embrace public transportation. And I've talked to you, Tom, about the part of the reason I know you take the train is because so you don't have to do the driving. Yeah. I've looked at doing the I look at the train every couple. Oh, I'm going to go to San Diego. I'm going to but it's just not as convenient Mm -hmm. and it's not cheap for what you get. Right. And so, yeah. It's really not about the building. Well, the building to me was a mistake because nobody rides the train. But then nobody rides the train isn't changing. Well, also, don't you think that, you know, with the Anaheim packing station that they have there, it it seems to me that they're trying to compete with that. And that place is pretty popular from what I've heard. Oh, yeah. The packing district? Yeah. Yeah, the packing district. So, you know, it's. I don't know if they were just a little too ambitious because there isn't a, a real draw to go over in that area where they have no. the Arctic. Like the only it's, way I could think you could do something is if the hoteliers who said no did some kind of thing like we'll give you a discount or we'll do this if you like we'll have like if, or if Disneyland or so had a shuttle, not art. Like I feel like there's so many there's a weird mix in Anaheim of like the government and the businesses, but yet it's not very clean and successful. Right. Like, why couldn't you just have a Disneyland shuttle straight to Disneyland from the Arctic? Like, that makes sense. Not you have to stop at five other hotels, like just straight to the, like, I don't know. I just, things, things could be simpler. Well, and then taking the art from, from there, you go to the, the, the the shuttle stop in and at the Disneyland Resort and then you have to jump on a different shuttle to go to your hotel, or if you're at the Disneyland Resort you have to pass through security to go to your hotel. And with so oh, many yeah. things that are more convenient, where you don't have to go and take all these, you know, yeah. um, transfers. I mean, people ooh, aren't, aren't going to unless the Arctic yeah, has something yeah. super fantastic that's going to draw people, where it's a destination in itself, right? not going to happen yeah they need they need a brew pub or or something like that that's going to draw people i mean they they had it they added the the oyster bar now um there was supposed to be something else coming in but i don't know if that's open yet they opened up a couple quick serve they opened the the yogurt place and the pretzel place but that's not that's not those aren't destination those are like people grabbing a bite before they get onto the train or grabbing something coming off the train right with Joe's Italian Ice and Cold Stone Creamery, right within walking distance. Right. Well, yeah, I, no, that, I don't have that yeah, incentive to go no, over the Arctic. No, but if there was a brew pub or you know some kind of Anaheim brewery or something doing that kind of thing in Arctic, that might be different. Right. See, they but, should have consulted but, with you guys. Know, but as far as using the the space for. For travel, I, yeah, I don't know how you how you increase that. I mean, there's lots of people pass through the station, I'm sure, going from L.A. to San Diego and back. But and then when people are there, they're getting on the next train or they're getting on the bus. Mm-hmm. Like they're not sitting there with a three hour layover. No, huh? Right, and it's it's typically commuter people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at least they've they've uh, yeah extend the monorail. Um, at least they've it's a multi use facility now, even if it is only at twenty eight hundred people a day, because they have Amtrak and and Amtrak in there, and the, but they also have the Greyhound and that the La Estrella and Art, and you know, so more. Um, I think Megabus is in there, so. At least more people are using it because I don't know that the, that the station at at Angel Stadium could have um, had all those things using it at the same time. It's just it no. was just overbuilt. Yeah. It was overbuilt. And is it really for? It has nothing to do with. I, I can't argue with the hoteliers. What is this doing for? Like this is not really doing anything for us. No. We wanted the darn rail car line. Like like it. it it's not. It's not. Even though the pond and Angel Stadium are somewhat connected, it's not really. They're yeah. almost like two different pieces. There's like the local, cool Anaheim we're trying to build area, and then there's Disneyland, the yeah. resort area. Yeah. 
and there's not a lot of mixing for the people that go and stay over for yeah, the people four day. The people that stay at Disneyland don't necessarily go to the packing district or go over to, and see an Angels <laughs> game. Or that's why they need a monorail. Here you go. <laughs> All right, thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. I will go first. From April 28th to May 7th, Knott's Berry Farm season pass holders can bring up to four friends per day to Knott's Berry Farm for the low, low price of only $35. Um, Also, for that same time period, pass holders can get two players for the price of one at the new VR Showdown in Ghost Town. So the new interactive video game that's over there in... um, Calico Square or whatever that's called over there by uh, what is that area called? It's the the it's the pier area or the boardwalk area uh, by in the arcade, the new VR showdown. So you can get I get six dollars to play, but if you're a pass holder during that time period, you can get two players for six dollars. Such a bargain! All right, uh, Mary Jo. Okay, coming up uh, this spring, we have our annual spring Dapper Day. It's going to be on Saturday and Sunday, April 22nd and 23rd. And they have all kinds of fun things happening with the expo and stuff at Disneyland. So if you want to go to the Dapper Day Expo and you want to um, beat the the crowds, you can go there early between 10 and 12, but you do have to pay $25. If you don't want to pay that, yeah, only only from 10 to 12. For people who don't want to deal with the crowds, you want to get your... If you want to get your outfits and and get set up, um, it's that it's twenty five dollars. But if you don't care about the crowds and you just want to go and enjoy, it's going to be open. It's and it's free from on Saturday twelve to seven and Sunday ten to seven. So, you know, people like to get all all dolled up for the for the big event on Sunday. So, some people might want to get their outfits ahead of time. And so, to them, it's worth the the price. So um, over there at the expo on the expo stage, they're going to have live performances by the icy hot club on Saturday at two and 5 PM. Big Sandy and his fly right boys will be performing on Sunday at 1 PM and 5 PM. And they'll have dance lessons and a presentation by atomic ballroom before each set. Our uh, Charles Phoenix, you know, a lot of us know who he is. presentations. Mm-hmm. He's going to be there signing tiki mugs. And there's going to be a meet and greet on Saturday between 3 and 5 p.m. near the expo stage. Um, They're also going to have, and I I don't know if they've had this in the prior years, but there's a free Dapper Day Expo shuttle that's going to run continuously on both days from noon to 7 p.m. on Saturday and 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Sunday between Disney's Grand California Hotel and the Disneyland Hotel. So Pinup Girl is going to be um, sponsoring that for everybody. Nice. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, and I didn't tell you the expo that I've been talking about is at the Disneyland Hotel Exhibit Hall. So that's and that's where it has been in the past uh, few years. So that's gonna that's one thing that's coming up. Um, also, because it's so popular now and there's just too big a crowd, there's not going to be an official photo. But in the afternoon, um, people can go over to the fantasy to the, I'm sorry, the Mark Twain riverboat in the afternoon. Um, and a lot of people will gather and take pictures there, which is pretty cool. And then at, after sunset on Sunday, um, a big group will ride the carousel. So if you want to avoid crowds, don't go to the carousel in Fantasyland on Sunday afternoon, um, after sunset, because it's going to be full of, um, pretty well-dressed people they're writing it if you want to go and see that then i then you might want to might want to go just to see the show because they do they're they're dressed so cute and it's i enjoy going just to watch how everybody is and when you and you guys know because you guys dressed up there is a certain connection you do get dressed up seeing the other people dressed up for dapper day there's like it's it's kind of cool it's it's not a, it's not um, like a click, a click where it's where they shun everybody else out. But it's like that additional, like a bond that everybody has with each other who are participating yeah. in. So it's that's a lot of fun. So that's happening, like I said, April twenty second and twenty third, 
And then come May, speak, we're going to kind of speaking of bonds, yes, <laughs> or bondage, bondage. Well, no. you know what? No, oh. no, no. It could be <laughs> is Bats Day in the fun part. So Bats Day is going to be happening um, the first weekend in. Well, it's going to be happening May fifth through seventh um, this year, and they're going to be having um, a a hunt. It's like a, a dinner and a dance on the Friday before, which is really cool. So it's called the Nightmare Before Bats Day. It's $85 for adults, $35 for children. There's only 30 tickets left. So if you want to do this, you need to kind of pony up and pay for it. But the um, price, uh, the $85 or $35 for kids includes a haunted dining experience that will leave you screaming in ghoulish delight, they say. Enjoy a unique opportunity to dine in their haunted ballroom with some of um, the fellow Bats Day in the Fun Park weekend attendees. All attendees receive a full three-course sit-down dinner, special limited edition Nightmare Before Bats Day, keepsake, and other surprises all with that um, setting. And then afterwards, they have the Bats Day Happy Haunts Swing Wake, which is included in the price, and it's a haunted mansion and ghost-themed costume event. Spirits, ghosts, and ghouls, time to look alive and to materialize for a chilling cotillion, a menacing mask, or as what, as you might say, a swinging wake. Uh, you do have to go in costume. They won't allow you in if you go in typical garb. So just keep that in in uh, in your mind in mind when you do that. And if chaps, to- it is. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to go to the no. wake without the dinner, it's twenty. $20 ahead of time for the for the party and $30 general admission. Okay, so pre-sale tickets, there's 60 left. There's those are $20 and then it goes up to $30 um until April 21st or when they sell out. So, that's going to be held at the DoubleTree Suites by Hilton Hotel Anaheim Resort, which is just down the street from the Disneyland Resort. And if you go to the batsday.net website, you can see all of the information. Then on su- on Sunday the 7th, that's when they're going to have Bats Day. And you'll get to see a different look of um, the attendees. And that's just just as entertaining as Dapper Day. Mm. We've been there before when during Bats Day. And well, and Bats Day, Bats Day actually will crisscross with some of the Dapper Day folks. They're, yeah. um, they make a lot, a lot of the Dapper Day dresses in really fun, um, sort of spooky prints. Um, and then also it crisscrosses with the steampunk community too. Yeah. One of my favorite costumes was a little girl. She must have been five years old and she was a dead Tinkerbell. Oh, nice. So, yeah. But it was so well done. Clap for so. Tinkerbell. All right. Uh, thank you, Mary Jo. Michael. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> yeah, it's, that, nothing, it's nothing sadder than Death Cab for Cutie. It, it's nothing that years of therapy won't <laughs> undo something. Uh, anyway, well, it's not uh, that bad. you might remember that uh, I've talked about the MouseCon, which is the uh, Disneyana fan convention up here in Northern California. A third annual one is coming up November 5th, 2017 in their new permanent uh, in quotations location. It's in the South San Francisco Conference Center at 255 255 South Airport Boulevard in South San Francisco, California. And I've mentioned before that they have announced a couple of special guests. Um, John Ratzenberger, who we all know is um, from Cliff in Cheers, and of course has been a voice in every Pixar film. And then also uh, back by popular demand, they have C. Andrew Nelson, who's, uh, you know, artist, actor, writer, and all that. Talked about he's performed Darth Vader more than anyone else when you include all his voice work in in animated films and um, or t- television series and video games. And then Bill Morrison, who's an award-winning cartoonist and illustrator, did a lot of poster art for Disney films. Well, they recently, the MouseCon folks, announced a new guest. This is Rick Farmelo. 
And he has been an animator for over 30 years. He's best known for uh, some of our favorite sidekicks, uh, like animating Scuttle. Um, he had a gale time animating LeFou. And then... Um, <laughs> Nicely done, Michael. <laughs> thank you. And then Abu, of course, in in um, some of our favorite films here. And then he went on to do other things, too. He, of course... was. Um, uh, he worked on the um, Black Cauldron, Great Mouse Detective, Oliver and Company, The Rescues Down Under. He also worked on non-Disney um, work uh, productions like The Swan Princess, The Prince of Egypt, The Road to El Dorado, Shrek, Rugrats, Go Wild, The Simpsons movie, uh, The Iron Giant, which is one of my favorite non-Disney films, and a lot of um, Tom and Jerry directed DVD films. So he is going to be another um, guest speaker, and I have a feeling he's going to have a lot of terrific stories. All the animators, Disney animators, always have great um, behind the scenes stories. So if you are interested in MouseCon, as I said, it is Sunday, November 5th, 2017. It is from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Admission is only $10. So it uh, it's definitely worth um, the price of admission. And they have a lot of vendors there as well. So you can get all those Disney treasures you've been looking for. And they also have a Disney costume and cosplay contest, which is it is amazing what people put into these costumes. As you know, when you go to the D23 Expo and you see what folks do. So you see similar uh, creations at MouseCon. So I am planning to be there. So is Carol. And I hope I will see our Northern California Dizzers there as well. November 5th. Excellent. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Nancy. Okay, I have an important announcement for all of you Disney Visa cardholders that like to take advantage of character meet and greets. So this one affects the Star, uh, the Star Wars character experience um, exclusively for Disney Visa credit card members um, starting on Tuesday, April 25th. Um, the... Um, the character experience for Star Wars will move to an earlier time from 2 to 6 p.m. each day in the Star Wars launch bay in Tomorrowland. That's that big, strange, round building that has a moving thing that doesn't move. Um, so anyway, um, of course, you know, this is the big perk for Disney Visa card members. So keep that in mind starting April 25th moves to from two to six and the normal character experience in disney in uh, disney california adventure is remaining um from 10 30 to 1 30 in hollywood land cool that's the one that's like back back there behind monsters inc or to the right of monsters yep. inc behind the behind the bar all right thank you nancy tony well it's me so you know it's san diego it's SeaWorld. so Anyways, if people are interested, SeaWorld has shown some new tickets that are available now through June 16th. And then they've also adjusted some of their other uh, ticket offerings. And because they don't seem to advertise, they should thank me. So um, they have some spring into savings tickets, which actually for a price are pretty good. Um, and you have to do, of course, everything online. But... Um, they have now a $55 weekday ticket valid now through June 16th only. And it's normally, it says $93, which seems outrageous, but okay. So single day admission to any, any weekday to SeaWorld San Diego, it's $55. And it says you save $38. It's valid up for visitation on weekdays, Monday through Friday through June 16th only. And it's, you have to buy it though by May 25th. So there's one. They have um, – you can save $24 if you buy online through them. Their $69 any day ticket. So obviously that includes weekends. And that's, again, only through – but that's only through June 11th. So um, you have to buy it by May 25th, but you can use it through June 11th. Uh, then, of course, they still have the fun card for 87 bucks from now through December 30th. They have an, now an eat-free all-day dining bundle. Which is on sale, saving thirty six bucks down to ninety three bucks. Uh, 
but it's actually only valid through April 30th. So it's now through the end of the month. Um, and then they are selling their summer any day ticket for $73, saving $20. And then this is exciting. I didn't know this existed at SeaWorld San Diego. The all-inclusive ticket. You actually get a butler on the beach and then nice. they, you know, <laughs> give you your drinks. But um, uh, single-day admission and front-of-the-line access. Ooh. I've not hey. even like, – like there's nothing advertising it. There's nothing – there's just – Oh, I didn't know this existed. Um, Single-day admission, front-of-the-line access to your favorite rides and premiere seating to our most popular shows, Quick Cue Premiere, all-day dining, and a souvenir photo for $123 per guest. So you get din- actually, I- dining, front-of-the-line, and admission for $120? Nice. Yeah. and That's souvenir. pretty darn good. That's actually a really good deal. It doesn't say when it, it doesn't say it valid for one visit through December 31st. It doesn't say when this is going to be available. Oh, and you get a souvenir photo. Maybe I'll have to try this out and, or Tom, we can go see Shamu. Yeah. Um, I still curious about their all day dining. Cause none of us have actually tried that. The all day dining deal does not include dine with Shamu, Michael. Sorry. I know you love eating with Shamu. Uh, I do Shamu love eating and- Shamu. Shamu sushi. <laughs> <laughs> say that oh. fast. Right? It doesn't oh include any of the, the special dinings with Shamu, cart locations, stadium vending, or merchandise shops. Uh, so you get a wristband, and here's that. Uh, the front of the line ride entry is at select show location. So I'm interested to see what it really does. Yeah. But for 123 to get front of the line any food, we're gonna have to test this out. Well, but anyway, yeah, I'm so, gonna be down there like in July, so maybe we can do that. Yeah, maybe we can work something out. Yep. Well, there you go. So if you go to their website and go to tickets, you'll see that they have a plethora of new options to save you a few bucks. But a few of them expire soon. So go ahead and take a look if you're planning to go to SeaWorld. That's one of your day sixes. Thank you, Tony. All right, that is gonna do it. Uh, for those of you listening live, be sure to stick around for Lori's trip report. Uh, be sh- and let's see, that's going to do it for the rest of the segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.